Blog Talk Radio. Big deal, 
and she was employed. She didn't have a Home Depot apron on, but she was in there shuffling the and she was actually she was working there, but like I said, she may have been a a person. But but anyway, make a long story short, the question tonight is like I'm sure she's some type of Trump supporter that does the no mask thing. But when are people ever gonna learn that just a simple mask you know, like the song back in the day, just a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Oh, yeah. You know, when you're in Rome mm-hmm. and seeing what the damn Romans are doing, mm-hmm. you can't just stop for a minute and, like, check yourself and, and just read the room, as you say. I mean, I'm going there to get a shovel and maybe some rock salt. And she's walking around like it's no big deal, but she's surrounded by all these BLKs, you know, which is a little, you know, acronym for black. You know, mm-hmm. and she being a WHT, which really got my attention, but she was in a BLK county where she was surrounded by, you know, Negroids. Mm-hmm. And that's what blew my mind. I'm like, well, damn, are you trying to make a statement? Or, I mean, you could do it up in Hoorsville or, you know, or wherever you're from, Dodge City or <laughs> Trailer Park International or wherever you come from. But it just, do you think this will ever change or you think these certain people are just set in their, in their ways? Mm. What do you think, everyone? I think some people are just set in their ways because they feel that they are privileged enough to pick and choose which rules they will follow and which they will not. No matter where they are. No matter where they are. No matter what the law says. No matter what the policy says. They just do what they want to do. I've been in places where signs clearly say on the store, masks are required. And yet you'll see somebody walking around barefaced. And typically it's not a black person. So I'm like, you know, when I see people like that, I I move away from them. I don't want to be anywhere in their vicinity just in case they're carrying something that I'm not trying to take home with me. Because I feel like if you don't have enough regard for yourself, enough regard for the law or the policy, you sure don't care about me. So I just think it has to do with people feeling like they're privileged enough to pick and choose what they want to follow and what they don't. Mm. Mm. They don't care. What do you think, though? <laughs> I'm kind of piggybacking on, you know, what you're saying, uh, Red Wine. Um, they just don't care. And I think a lot of times they're just not aware um, okay, maybe I forgot my mask or something, but they're just not aware or I, I guess it's to the point they don't care. I guess they're tired of masking up and, um, you know, I'm not going to wear it anymore. <laughs> Remember that movie, I'm not going to take it anymore? Man was just going crazy. So I think we got yeah. to a point where, you know, we just had enough. We just... Can't breathe, don't feel like wearing a mask, and, um, you know. And some people might think it's not that serious, okay, but it still is to a degree. So, you know, I think we just as individuals just need to take care of ourselves, make sure our immune system is strong, and when we are all around people that are not wearing a mask, either get away from them or our immune system be too strong that uh, we can fight off anything. So that's that's my take on it. I have no patience for them, but anyway. All right. <laughs> oh, what was your take on it? What, or did you say? No, I, I said what I had to say. I mean, I just feel like 
people are just when they get that Trump, you know, syndrome in them, and they're underneath that particular cloud of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in this club, and it's, um, you know, they don't want to change. It's not even about change. I think people are trying to, they're trying to keep everything the same as it is because the world is, it's what was working for them for years. Mm-hmm. And now anything different that comes along, they don't want to, don't want to tag along because think it might lead them down that road because. This lady in the Home Depot was clearly, if you're just joining us, she was working for Home Depot but wasn't wearing a mask, and she was a WHT up in there. And she just didn't even, it didn't even bother her. But everybody walking around are saying, damn, where's the mask? Mm-hmm. And she's in the middle of a black county, and I'm not going to name the county for respect of the county. And nobody checked her. Nobody said anything. No, because nobody goes near that. You know, no, I don't blame people for not going near that or even speaking on it because, you know, there's people, anybody that's walking around like that that is so uh, confident in what they're doing, I'm sure they could be packing or whatever. You know what I mean? In today's world, yeah. I ain't taking that damn chance. Never know. I'm not trying to defend a mask like that where I'm going to actually say something to somebody because, I didn't. I didn't cooled out a lot with, with stuff. You know, I want to. You know, long longevity has its purpose, and I'm trying to live as long as I can live, based on my age now. And um, I ain't starting new stuff with nobody that's uh, already not not reading the room like they should. I hear you. But anyway, that's that's our question for the night. Uh, Kettle, what's on our uh, agenda for this evening? All right, ready to rock and roll. All Let's right, do it. we got quite a bit tonight. This is our first live one, and we're going to get it in. Our hot topics tonight, Supreme Court may block Biden's vaccine <laughs> mandate for employers. Also, the Capitol riot one-year anniversary, unfortunate. And the Aubrey murder case verdict, interesting. Our hidden and quitted headlines, uh, Chicago Teachers Union demands to know how mayor is spending federal COVID relief funds. Also, New York gives go ahead for sports betting from phone. Uh, Taco Bell is selling a monthly taco subscription. Okay. You sure that's not weird news? <laughs> also, uh, descendants of uh, Plessy versus Ferguson unite after Plessy pardon. Also, tennis star Novak uh, faces uh, deportation from Australia. And uh, Maxwell, juror, obtains lawyer ahead of trial. Also, our cocktails of the week. I got a good one tonight. What's popping with Papa Didi? Our weird news. We're going to lighten it up. Um, uh, 225.13-pound ball of human hair breaks Guinness World Record. Okay. Cowboys help state police round up loose cows on Idaho Highway. And Family Cat accidentally donated to thrift store. Okay. I'm just saying with red wine, somebody's lying. Living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up. I got quite a bit tonight. The kiss it list and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with the hot topic. This is Red Wine, and you're listening to WPJP Block Talk Radio Pajama Party. Check out my commentary. I like to call it, I'm just saying, because sometimes I am just saying. It's just my opinion. It's what I think. Hey, you don't have to agree, but if you disagree, call us up. 914-803-4306. Hey, don't forget, they can catch us on uh, Twitter also at uh, apajamaparty.com, too. What's the number, Papa? 
Uh, I don't know how I got in this studio. Red Wine uh, came in here by himself, and me and Kendall just happened to come here and catch your skill at the airtime. As you, you know, we're trying to do my own promo, and y'all just happened to show up again. Well, what can y'all tell them what time? Oh, 9 o'clock, Eastern time, 8 o'clock, Mountain time, 7 o'clock, Central time. No, that's wrong. And 6 o'clock, Western time. <laughs> East, West Coast time. Right, okay. right. Either way, so if you're in California, call us at 6, 6 p.m., 7 o'clock if you're hanging out in Colorado somewhere. 7 o'clock, that's Central Time. See, now we got it all. 7, 7 o'clock if you're in... Uh, okay, it's 9 o'clock Eastern. Y'all do the math. Figure out where you are. Check your watch. 9 right. o'clock Eastern. Yeah. Right, okay. Check us out. 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. 9.15 CP Time, right? Yep, that's right. CP Time, 9.15. There you go. All right. All right, bartender. Hey. Bartender. Hey, is that Mr. Lowe? Hey, come on, Mr. Lowe, the bartender. I was trying to jiggle my ice in my glass, but it's melting. Oh, jiggle my ice. All right, welcome back with John Pye and Winnie Hills, Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Ooh, it's time for the hot topics. They're smoking tonight. Let's get into it. Cattle, you're up first. What's going on? All right. The Supreme Court justices, they may block Biden's vaccine mandate for private employers. This is going to be interesting. So the Supreme Court today, over the federal government's workplace vaccine requirements, with key conservative justices signaling they may be willing to temporarily block uh, President Biden's vaccine or test mandate the large private employers. So I guess if you have over 100 employers, you know, the president was trying to put a mandate in. The Supreme Court is trying to, you know, uh, argue the case. So they heard oral um, arguments and challenges to two federal mandates, one requiring all private employers with more than, like I said, 100 employees to mandate vaccine or regular COVID testing, uh, and another require vaccines for healthcare workers at facilities participating in Medicare and Medicaid. Um, I, I thought all hospitals, you know, they had to be vaccinated anyway. So um, I, I'm not sure what's going on. So um, yeah. it goes on to say the key justices appeared potentially more sympathetic to the health care mandate, however, um, but noting that Republican state officials were challenging the requirements but the medical facilities um, actually affected by the mandate, in fact, overwhelmingly appear to support the rule. So, um, yeah, so it continued. It goes on to say the healthcare work and private employer mandates are two of four such requirements that Biden administration has imposed, along with mandating vaccines for federal contractors and employees. That makes sense. I mean, because you're around people a lot, so. Um, And it goes on to say what to watch for, whether the private employer policy will start being enforced before the court rules, so the challenges have asked for a decision before them. The vaccine or test mandate for large employers already took effect Tuesday, but the Department of Labor said it will not start penalizing employers if you don't comply with the policy until uh, the 10th of January or before February 9th. Um, so, 
it, it is a touchy situation here. Um, like we said before, you know, certain people in certain lines of work, they need to be vaccinated. And for this to go all the way to the Supreme Court, it's like, come on, people, what are we doing? <laughs> well, what are they going to do about all the people who quit over being forced to be vaccinated? Because there were a lot well, of healthcare workers who didn't want to be vaccinated, and they quit, and people from other jobs as well. Well, they saying, I guess if the Supreme Court rules on um, them not have to be vaccinated, it's a man- it doesn't have to be a mandate that I guess the employers, they can rehire them if they choose to. Now, if they're going to get back pay anything, that's a whole nother court situation. So um, that's a good question. So, I wonder if any see. of those people are going to launch their own lawsuit. I'm you quite know, for sure. feeling like they had to give up their job over not wanting to be vaccinated, so they let the job go. I don't know if anybody, because I, I know some companies said that they were going to fire and did fire people, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. They were like, okay, you have up until a certain date to get vaccinated, and if you don't do so right. by that date, you're out of here. Right. So was that considered a firing for those that did not comply? Well, I guess the Supreme Court ruling is going to make it make make that um, clear. You know, like you said, that's a, that's a whole nother ball game. They have to go back and either sue their employer or just move on. You know, or they could try yeah. maybe try to get some back pay or something. You know, you fire me prematurely, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you fire me. You know, and I want to get compensation. So. I think if it's a big company, like say for instance Amazon, um, if that happened to Amazon, they're big enough. They can just go ahead and pay the person and let them go ahead, or they can rehire them, you know, and pay them pay them the back pay. So I think it can go either way. Yeah, they could. I, I can't imagine that they would, but yeah, they could. But the ruling, mm-hmm. if I I thought the ruling had to do with whether or not the Biden administration has the jurisdiction to be able to force the requirement of Mm -hmm. the vaccine. So whether or not, you know, what people do about those who walked off of the job or got fired, I think you're right. That's going to be a whole different ball of wax. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, we shall see. Because the the, uh, Supreme Court has been dodging a lot of stuff that they really don't want to have to deal with. Mhm. Let's see. Some of these lower courts um, said that um, had to be reinstated. Let me see. The larger employer mandate was reinstated by the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals on December seventeenth, after the Fifth Circuit blocked it in November, prompting uh, more than ten challenges to be filed at the Supreme Court. So these lower courts are saying, okay, you don't have to do vaccination, but then somebody in another circuit court overpeals, you know, appeals it. So, you know, just back and forth, back and forth. So now it's at the Supreme Court. So, like I said, again, it's going to be interesting to see what's going to really happen. So they yeah, might just say that the, the lower court ruling uh, exists, 
because, like you said, they don't want to get involved in it. It sounds like it sounds like they dodging it. Um, yeah, they dodging. Yeah, what's your take on the problem? What do you think? You know, I, I think that they're going to be deadlocked on it because I don't, I, I really don't think mm-hmm. the Supreme Court's going to come in that hard with anything because mm-hmm. if they if they drop it completely, it's going to be an issue. If they mandate it, it's going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if, if is, the, is the Supreme Court allowed to be deadlocked on stuff? Do they mm-hmm. have to make a decision? Is that what it's about with that? Well, they have an well, uneven number, so... And it's pro yeah. it's pro Republican nomination, so mm-hmm. it's, it's like, the way to they, see. Yeah, they'd like the highest court, so once the highest court has their ruling, it it's supposed to stand, but you know, people have fought against the Supreme Court, so I mean shit, this day and age. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. it can't it's be a tie because it's an uneven number. Yeah, I don't I don't right. think you know, I think we're heading to a point now where the world is the world is never going to be happy anymore. You know, we're at the point now where, damn. Yeah, no matter what you do, somebody's going to be pissed off. I'm just glad ain't nobody (laughs) fucking with my brown liquor, going to my, opening my (laughs) bottles ahead of time. Oh, boy. Uh, 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 yeah, I hear you. Just just don't mess with the brown liquor. That's why I'm just glad that liquor comes in sealed bottles, you know, because it seems like everything else in the world than been tampered with, and this is so sad, you know. You yeah. only know where to buy your dope anymore, where to buy weed. Oh Everything is just uh, it's a mess. Yeah, we anyway, I went, but, off, I went off character. Sorry about that. Anyway. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. Oh, oh I was going to say, speaking of tampering and what's jacked up, the mm-hmm. Capitol riot has now uh, happened a year ago, as of yesterday. It was basically... I guess you would say the anniversary of the Capitol riot that occurred a year ago on January 6th. And what's interesting is that, you know, the, the, the statement, a house divided cannot stand, that's what's going on with the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. Both parties are pretty much divided against themselves. They're arguing against each other, and I think that's why not much is getting done because each party can't even agree on where they're coming from to go and argue against whatever the point with the other party, because they all not even on the same page with their own party. It's crazy. So it was talking about uh, their rifts within the Republican Party that was on full display, if anybody watched all of those statements that they were making on yesterday as the you know whole observance of the one-year situation, I don't want to even call it an anniversary, happened when the 45, I'll call them just 45, when all his supporters assaulted the Capitol, you know, trying to disrupt the certification of President Joe Biden uh, during the what they were trying to uh, disrupt the Electoral College, uh, you know, when they certify the vote. So, As I said, there are currently divisions within the uh, Republican Party that have gotten even worse day by day, with some lawmakers within the Republican Party are blaming Trump for all of the violence that happened a year ago, and others are continuing to support and defend Trump. 
that blows my mind. After all the footage and all the reports and all the investigations, how can any of these Republicans still stand by him and support him when he's still running around talking about uh, he actually won the election and how it was stolen from him and all of that crap? So there was a lot of different views expressed, of course, uh, some people condemning the Republican Party, some people condemning the Democrats. Some of the Republicans were saying the Democrats only launched this whole investigation just to uh, get, I don't know, like for some kind of political gain or publicity or whatever. There's a whole lot of that that's been going on. So you had people like uh, your boy Mitch McConnell, who is the Senate Minority Leader. He had previously condemned Trump for the January 6th attack. But when he made his statements yesterday, he didn't even mention Trump in the statement. Now, all of these folk were up there making all these statements yesterday. So when Mitch got up, he condemned everything that happened, but not once did he mention anything about Trump. Didn't even say his name. But then he suggested that the Democrats were just trying to exploit the whole situation for their own partisan goals. Then you have people like Liz Cheney, who is also a Democrat, I'm sorry, Republican from Wyoming. She did not mince her words at all. She condemned Trump and some of the other uh, Republican lawmakers who tried to downplay the whole right. Because if you recall, some of them said, oh, those people weren't rioters, they were just tourists. I don't even know how they could put those words out of their mouth after you saw what happened. But anyway... It was just a lot of that kind of stuff going on. You know, they made all these comments and statements back and forth, pointing fingers, blaming folk as to who's responsible for what. Uh, this woman, Elise Stefanik, Stefanik, Stefanik of New York, who replaced Liz Cheney as chair of the House Republican Conference, she was basically attacking the Democrats, she, uh, and, of course, Matt Gates, which we haven't heard much from lately. He's from Florida, and your girl Marjorie Taylor Greene, and you know both of them are hardcore uh, Trump supporters. They were blasting the House Select Committee, who investigated the whole attack. Gates was calling the committee members tyrants on Twitter. You know, he won't say stuff to people's face. They get on Twitter and talk trash. Marjorie Taylor Greene said in her post that she doesn't trust the government because of this investigation that's been ongoing. But uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, in case you didn't know, you work for the government. You're part of the government. You are a representative. So how are you going to make a statement on social media talking about you don't trust the government? It's something really wrong with her. <laughs> but anyway, uh so it was just a lot of that kind of stuff that happened yesterday when people got up to the mic and had their five minutes of, you know, mic time. And, of course, Trump is still running around having uh, press conferences and releasing statements, still talking about the election was stolen and blasting the House Select Committee. He was cause, cause, calling them the House Unselect Committee. You know, he tries to get cute with his words and stuff. So he's still talking all that stuff. I can't believe that it's been a year, and he's still running around talking about how the election was stolen. 
and his allies are still repeating the same thing. Wow. It just it boggles the mind. So, yeah. Hmm. That's what happened yesterday up on Capitol Hill. They can spend all that time doing that, but they can't agree on the voting rights bill. They can't get anything else accomplished, but yet they can all find time to point fingers and say who's wrong. Go figure. Hmm. Well. Anyway, uh, I'm going to go to the phone lines and pick up a caller. Hello, hello, caller. Welcome to the Pajama Party Show. Go right ahead with your comments. First of all, Happy New Year to everyone. Thank you. Happy New Year to you, too. All right. Second of all, this is Papa Didi Jr. I am back. It's a new year. (laughs) Hey, Papa Didi Jr. Welcome back. (laughs) Yes. I love to hear that snicker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, I want to uh, I want to comment. Um, I want to go back to um, this um, mandate foolishness. Um, first of all, this shouldn't even be a topic, or we shouldn't even be um, discussing this. Um, this is a worldwide virus slash disease that is killing people. Um, There should not be any hesitation that it should be something that is completely mandated and enforced that everyone get vaccinated. I mean, for it to become political, it's just ridiculous. It's utterly ridiculous that... You know, people are taking this to court saying that you can't force people. That's crazy. That's just straight up crazy. I mean, and, you know, here I am. I have to go to work and sit up with fools that refuse to get vaccinated. Thank God they've they've made a mandate now at some point in time this month where if you're not, bye-bye, you get to go home and stay home permanently. Mm Mm-hmm. So I just I just needed to just release myself about this that topic because it shouldn't even be a topic to be honest with you. We shouldn't even be talking saying. about it. You would it's think just, that people would be more concerned about living, you know, and trying to get through this and get to the other side of this virus, but they're too concerned about somebody stepping on their individual rights and their preferences and all this kind of stuff. So that's what the issue has been. Yes. Now, I'm, now I'll finish with that because I'm going to go a little off script with Papa Didi because he mentions a couple of things that I might be able to help him with. You know, um, he was talking about some weed. I, I got a connection, brother, that they can come deliver to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But anyway, I, I just need to say that right quick. But <laughs> they just don't they just don't deliver brown liquor though. Oh boy. Okay. All as long right, as it's clean and right. Oh, honey. I appreciate it. I need to know the story. But anyway, I, I appreciate you all allowing me to say that, um, and because uh, I, I was just like. 
we I can't believe we even talking about this. Yeah. I agree. Yep. You're right. All right. Yeah. Thanks You're for right. calling. Well, thank y'all, and y'all continue doing what y'all are doing. <clears throat> and um, I'm you. just going to sit here and listen and smoke me right. joint. Oh, all right, now. And okay, honor, okay. Huh? Thank you. Well, happy New Year to you. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. <laughs> okay. Thanks all for right. calling. All right. Now, can I have all my right. favorite thing muted? Okay. <laughs> Y'all are funny. Y'all are too funny. Ooh. All right, we're going to keep it moving. Uh, Papa Didi, what's your hot topic tonight? Um, I have another topic. Let me just uh, go on with what the caller just said. Let me just let me just put out a little level of uh, realism toward what the caller just said, and I mean this sincerely. Um, uh, my own mother, my dear mother, and her did just turned 90 at the time, was laying in her nursing home with an Alzheimer's disorder. Other than that, was pretty healthy. And this happened back in March of 2020. And they said that a lady, and they called me and said a lady in her room had a some type of, uh, broke out into a sweat disorder and was, going into all kinds of convulsions and everything, and they moved my mother to another room at the time. But then when my mother was moved to the other room, she had broke out into the same sweat disorder and picked up all kinds of sickness and everything, they rushed her to the hospital. And this was March of 2020. So by the time less than 30 days came along, my mother was dead on... um, April 26th of 2020 of COVID when it went through the nursing homes. And the thing I'm I'm saying that in all openness and in straight honesty, because see, this situation is a killing disease and it killed my loved one that I've had for 90, for, well, I have it for 90 years, but she was 90 years old and she had minimal other situations going on medically as opposed to, you know, an Alzheimer's situation and things like that. But other than that, she was pretty healthy. And when the COVID situation came to the nursing homes back in February or March of 2020, she was a victim of that. So just to piggyback on the caller to say that this is serious, for me anyway, okay, because I witnessed it. And I didn't understand it with the whole ventilator. And then ventilators were short at the time. So, therefore, doctors had to make a decision. They looked at my mother, 90 years old, who they were no kin of, and she was 90. So they said, oh, well, uh, she was born in 1929. So uh, we got some over here born in 1960, 61, 62. So why don't we let them live? And, you know, I don't know the decisions that was made in the hospital because we couldn't even go in the hospital, couldn't go near the hospital. Had one of them little funerals where it was 15, 20 people invited in the funeral home at the time. And this what all went down in early 2020 with my mother's death. And that's how vicious that COVID situation was back then. So don't think it can't happen again. Don't think it can't happen to you. And I'm not supporting the 
virus thing. But at the time, there was no virus at the time when my mother died. There was no virus even existing at the time. And I'm not saying the virus is going to save your life, but damn, I would rather have that in my back pocket than me walking around here in a hope and a prayer and making excuses on why I didn't get it. I, I didn't get a lot of you stuff in my vaccine. life. The back, yeah, the, the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, I'd rather not. I mean, I made a lot of mistakes in my life of stuff that I didn't get or waited too long to get. I'm not talking medically, but just maybe relationships where I should have got with this girl or should have married this person or shouldn't have treated that person bad. But some things in life, when you make the right decisions, you kind of feel good and say, damn, okay, I got this vaccine. Now let me just wear my mask and stay away from getting too close to people, and maybe I can have a little longevity of life. But just to neglect it based on negative stuff you think, or you listen to your friends, you know, you got a little group of six people you hang around. Nah, we ain't getting we ain't getting that. And all of a sudden, one person don't get a job because you got to get vaccinated. And then you got other people that can't get this. You got the tennis player right now that's in the situation mm-hmm. where he ain't vaccinated. You got uh, Kyrie Irving who didn't get vaccinated. He can only play in games where he's not in New York. And these are millionaires that are tripping on it. So, like I said, I'm not advocating nothing. This is your own body, your own life. Do what you want to do. I tell you what, I got my shot and my booster, and I'm straight with that. So let the chips fall fall where they may. Anyway, our next story is uh, Aubrey's uh, murder murder case, which is, I mean, they they, they found all three of the people involved in that situation guilty, which is a beautiful thing. But, you know, the thing that really holds me up on this here is that the appeal level is always a factor that always comes into play. Now, if you can remember, the two people that was involved in this situation, uh, Gregory McKnight, uh, Gregory McMichaels, and 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 uh, let's see, the father was Gregory McMichaels, and Travis McMichaels was the, was the son. The son was thirty-five, his father sixty-five. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. So so he's thirty years older than his than his son. Now those two. They both was working in some type of law enforcement in that area, you know, in that for a long time. They were some type of law advocates, whether they worked for the courts. So they know a lot of people in that area. What got me today is when they found them guilty, I didn't see the attitude of anybody change. You know what I'm saying? And that's what's scaring me when it comes to the appeals, because I've always heard in my life that, Two things in life give you a reaction is when a doctor tells you you have something terminal or when the judge tells you that you're going to jail for X amount of years, what have you. That should get a reaction. I didn't see a reaction out of these white folks today at all. Now, I don't know whether they had the masks on it was hidden behind that, but damn. You know what I mean? Now, I'm just doing this as a prelude to the story. When somebody gives me life without parole, I'm going to react in some way. Mm-hmm. Shit, I'm going to flinch. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to drop my head. Do yeah. some, You know, these white folks seem to always want to sit up there with a stone face because they're so privileged that they think that there's a little small rat hole that they could sneak out of. The fact that both him and his son was in law enforcement at one time and that they can they know some people or whatever. But anyway, the story is this here. The three men convicted of killing 
uh, Ahmaud Arbery have been sentenced. Travis McMichaels, 35 years old, was sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. All right? He delivered the deadly shot. That would that have convinced uh, that that uh, convinced the uh, the uh, the verdict of all nine charges: malice murder, uh, four counts of felony murder, aggressive assault with a shotgun, aggressive assault with a pickup truck, uh, falsely imprisonment, and criminal intent to commit a felony. They say uh, imprisonment because they they trapped this man around a circle when he was oh, when he I was, was running what that charge was when about. he was running when he was running to get away from him the father made a quote saying we got him trapped like a rat for five minutes they chased him around an inner circle in a neighborhood a neighborhood that they know so they figured they got him over the barrel okay now McMichael's father George McMichael who's 65 years old 30 years older than his son. He was sentenced to life without parole as well. Now, he is the former Georgia police officer, all right? So he was he was accused of, uh, he was found not guilty of uh, malice murder, but was convicted on the remaining charge, including felony murder and all that jazz. But he's a former police officer, and he didn't even flinch because he knows everybody in the business, and that's what scares me, Okay. I mean, it was a, it's a dramatistic day today, but what I'm concerned about is, like, what does this bring going forward with these appeals? All right, now, there was another guy, the McMichael's neighbor, William Roddy uh, Bryant, 53. He was sentenced to life with the possibility of parole because he said that he kind of excluded himself from the situation as well, but he was one of the person that helped entrap the guy. He was taking the video of it like it was going to be a damn movie or something, you know. So it was just a situation that was, uh, you know, that was so interesting. The, the jury in November, after deliberating for like for like eleven hours, they convicted three the three white men of chasing and fatally shooting Aubrey, a twenty five year old black man, who was out on Sunday for a jog, and he had stopped over at a house that was under renovation. And they said he walked around the house for a while looking and seeing. Now, the house, mind you, <clears throat> had a big opening on it. There was no door, no wall. The house was under complete renovation. And the fact that the black man walked in and looked around because it was wide open, you know, it wasn't like he could walk out and steal anything. I'm not defending the situation with that, and I'm not retrying the case. All I'm saying is that you have no right to cast judgment on anything anybody else is doing if they're not doing it to you. Okay? Right. Now, the main thing I want to say in ending this particular story is this here, and I'm going to say it loud and clear. Ever since World War II, words from my father, when my father, a black man, came back from World War II and was issued the GI Bill ability to buy a house, they could not buy houses in the suburbs. They had to move to the city. And I've said this before. So instead of moving out to Levittown, Pennsylvania, they had to move to Philadelphia. Instead of going out to Chevy Chase and all these other places on the outskirts, they had to move to D.C. Mm-hmm. And instead of moving to, you know, places and other places in Jersey, they had to move to Trenton. 
places down or moving out in air, suburbs of New Jersey. They had to move to Newark. They had to move in the city where white folks went out to the suburbs. Now, these suburbs, now mind you, the McMichaels probably got that house out in the suburbs now. It's probably about worth about 400000 They got it back in 1945 for a nickel and a song. Now, this man, his father's only 65. Anybody that was in World War II is in their 90s now. So they probably got that house from there, from George McMichaels, the 65-year-old man's father. The point I'm making is that they brought these houses in the suburbs for nothing back in the 40s. And now they want to take possession of the whole neighborhood. Hmm. Like, this is our neighborhood. So if you're black, this is our neighborhood. What are you doing in our neighborhood? These are the children of the World War II people. Now, mind you, the white men that came out of World War II didn't make up the rules. So when they were allowed to move to the suburbs, they just moved. So I'm not falling them. They were sailors. They were sailors and, and, and army people and Air Force, just like my father was. But they were able to go to the suburbs. But now the children are picking up possession. So now anybody that comes in the neighborhood, they feel like they got to have a barrier around it. And this would happen to Aubrey. He went in the neighborhood where white folks think they run stuff. Mm. And when he go in there, oh, what are you doing in our neighborhood? So you see how they think that after a while, when they've been there so, so long, anybody that don't look like them don't belong there? What is that going to do for our children now, 20 years from now, to go to college and come out with good grades, get a job, making about 150 a year, and want to move to Chubby Chase? And she's jet cold, beautiful black, and she wants to move to Chevy Chase because she likes it up there. Mm-hmm. But now, the people up there are saying, "What are you doing here?" Well, hell, she was only born in 1991. Mm. She don't know shit about World War II. She don't know nothing about what's been there, the the history of it. She just want to buy a house. Yeah, but the white nice folks house. are saying, nice "This is our area." And I don't mean to use Chevy Chase and play with them. Excuse me for that. But you know. Understand the drift of it, and that's the whole scoop yeah. of this situation here. God bless the brother's soul. Anyway. All right. Well, thank you for that one, Papa Didi. I'm going to go back to the phone line to pick up another caller, and uh, let's see what everybody else has to say. Uh, hello, caller. Welcome to the pajama party. Go right ahead with your comment. Whatever comment hello, you want you to talk doing? about. Hey, hello, how, how you doing? Hey, let me. Happy New Year, everybody, first and foremost. Okay. Thank Happy you. New Happy New Year, sir. Year. That's good. It's good. Obviously, I've been on here listening to everyone's opinion, and um, I had. Just the thing of with the uh, the back thing. Um, I know PG County has that. Pretty much, it's just probably Hello? as far as not. Oh, call it, call it. Your phone, your co- your phone yeah. faded out. A little closer to your phone, so we can hear you. Your phone faded out. There's different laws in county. Blue. Caller, caller, are you on a speakerphone? Because we can't hear you too well.
Yeah, I need you to move a little closer to the phone. If yeah, you're we're on not, speaker, we're I can't not hearing hear you, you too clear. You're fading out. Oh, wow. That was me. Yeah, yeah, now you're better. Got on Bluetooth. Oh, that's perfect now. Go yeah, right Yeah, yeah, repeat what you there said earlier. We, we didn't, didn't get that. We didn't get the last part you said. I was, you, uh, it was mainly the, the vaccine thing, um, you know, and people not wearing masks. And I know a lot of times when we see, especially white folks wearing, you know, not wearing a mask, it's like a, a Trump. Yeah. Uh, it's like a reminder mm-hmm. of Trump, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I can, yeah, yeah, And yeah. I can say one of two things. Like, um, I'm, I'm one of those people where you got to think about, this has been almost three years now. And first off, I'm sorry to hear about your mother passing as well. That's, that's the main reason I wanted you to unmute. Um, Thank especially you. in this in this era where it's you can't really touch her. I, I experienced the same thing with my grandmother when she passed. So my yeah. biggest thing is this. Um, you all remember, I think it was December or November of 2018, right before the pandemic hit. And right. I remember when we were all, we were being terrified, we were being basically terrorized about uh, 18 wheelers full of bodies coming out of, I mean, out of um, hospitals in other countries, right? So yes, I do remember we were, that. Yeah, we were all mm-hmm. terrified about God. There's thousands of people dying every day. The hospitals are, you know, we were told the hospitals are flooded. They're packed. They're, the the ER is, <laughs> you can't move around in it. Mm-hmm. And then to come out to learn that all of those were, those were uh, procedures. Those were trial runs. Those bodies were not real human bodies, they were procedure for if this COVID thing was to break out, how they would maneuver and move around bodies. So mm-hmm. when the truth came out about that not being real bodies, it became a, it was a, it was practice. It was like, hey, we know we got this virus, this COVID-19, which is, again, everyone's tripping about COVID-19, but then to put the mm-hmm. Band-Aid on it, we all were taught that, hey, this isn't the first COVID. That's why it's variant 19. Right. Mm-hmm. So then we had Biden and everyone preaching about virus. I mean, vaccines, get your vaccine and you don't have to mask up. We can end this entire pandemic. Just get vaccinated. Just get vaccinated. Just get vaccinated. Vaccination was the answer to this whole entire pandemic. Mm-hmm. Right. You get vaccinated. Then guess what? New virus, new, new variant uh, just comes out. Somehow a new yeah. variant comes out every time a new vaccine comes out. So now you mm-hmm. got people who got seen shots plus boosters. And still to this day, they're saying still is not enough. So mm-hmm. I don't blame anyone who has the vaccine and no one who does not have the vaccine. My thing is, mm-hmm. this isn't the first time that it, this world has dealt with a deadly virus of this a stature. And to be honest with you, we're looking at numbers that are very, I'm not going to say inaccurate, but they're, they're extremely questionable. Mm-hmm. Because, um, for example, I'm going to use my father where he got his vaccine, he got his vaccine. Um, everyone knows, well, not everyone knows, but the biggest thing that happens with COVID is you usually develop blood clots on your lungs. That's usually one of the biggest things is respiratory. That's why they were called about the ventilators and the, the, flow, the flow of air. And right. if you have any underlying health issues, they usually attack that first. So mm-hmm. I remember my, my mother's neighbor, he developed COVID and he had a whole bunch of blood clots on his lungs. It's a disgusting thing. I get it. My father got vaccinated. He went out on the bicycle. Now he's almost, he's, he, no, he's 48. But he wanted to go do a wheelie on a bicycle and busted his knee up. So when he breaks his knee, um, two days later, he gets finally into the hospital, and he has blood clots on his lungs, but he's vaccinated. So he was not ruled as having any COVID 
at all. He just developed blood clots on his lungs because of a broken leg. Mm. Right? But one of the biggest symptoms and biggest thing that happens with COVID, people who are positive, is them blood clots on the lungs. But since he's vaccinated, it didn't go down on record as COVID. Wow. So mm-hmm. um, it's, these numbers are one of those things of, and if you have COVID and you die 30 days later or whatever, that's how they calculate, oh, he died from COVID. But when you mm. get the COVID shot, which is injecting you with COVID, if you die from that, that's not a COVID-related death. Mm. Okay. So the problem is, is, yeah, the problem with this whole thing is that some COVID doesn't affect everyone the same. So to mm. force vaccinations on every individual human being and children, mm. it's mm. extreme. That COVID mm. does all that, that vaccine does cause people complications and sometimes death as well. If they can't handle COVID-19, putting that COVID-19 variant or vaccines or whatever in these people are also killing people. Mm-hmm. So if you've been fine and you haven't had any issues and now you got to go get two two shots and a booster and more boosters that come along, this thing will never end. As long as they can keep putting your foot on your necks and forcing you to do something and scaring the public, that's where the problem comes in at. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Good to know. I know that everybody has their different their different things on it, and everyone right. who doesn't believe in vaccines or masks, not necessarily Trump supporters. Like I live mm-hmm. in Virginia now. I'm on Manassas. <laughs> Nobody mm-hmm. wears masks out here. Oh no. yeah, you down in you yeah. down in that part of the country, right? Yeah, so, yeah. but I want I want to think about one thing too is um, the the mislead of information where they say mm-hmm. that the COVID virus is airborne. Now, last time I checked, yeah, airborne yeah. meant, I, I thought airborne meant that even if you have something over your face, it seeps through, like gas. Right. Like a few, like fumes, that's airborne. You can smell that mm-hmm. all the way through your, through your mask. It will go right into your lungs. Right. But with this, it's just like a cough, where if you cough, it's light enough to travel in the air, but if it sticks on the outside of your mask, it doesn't seep through the inside and then penetrates your skin. Mm-hmm. So... It's just too yep. many it's poli- too many politics in this virus to judge everyone off of mm-hmm. what their beliefs and stuff are just if they have a different side to it. So yeah. I don't think well, I, that- I agree. I, I was just going to mm-hmm. say I do agree that there is a lot of politics involved, mm-hmm. and one of the things that I find to be problematic is the communication around it. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the CDC constantly is changing the guidelines, and I understand that they're trying to keep up with the, you know, the latest information and all, but it's very confusing and frustrating when it changes like day to day. You know, on Monday they say quarantine for 10 days. By Wednesday they say, well, maybe seven. And then by the end of the week they're like, well, five days is probably enough. You know, it's like, so, okay, what are we doing? And then by the next week, it's like, well, if you're a healthcare worker, you can quarantine for five, but if you're not a healthcare worker, maybe quarantine for seven. It gets to be right. ridiculous after a while. It's, it's about like, politics. so wait, what are we doing? That's the bottom line. It's, it's, exactly. It's politically motivated, politically based. So Correct. Um, and I guess we just have to all stay healthy. That's the key yeah, thing. Yeah, we're three years into this thing. Honestly, yeah. if you're going to get it, mm-hmm. you're going to get it. It's just like right. the flu. We can't. The flu right. is. It can get just as bad as COVID. Honestly, some people die from the flu. Mm, and true. the biggest yeah. thing is, is that, I mean, we 
it, it's literally no route to go other than at this point, right. everyone and God we trust is printed on all these dollar bills. We all know don't nobody trust God no more anyway. But mm. unfortunately, it's like that's where people's faith should be at, especially right. Christians. And in my belief, if you believe in God, mm. it's like you, this this is you're fighting against God through politics. Why? It's like it's it's almost that brainwashing phase that's again. Where it's like, mm. Why? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that's a losing battle, she said. Okay, call oh, yeah, of course. for calling. Of course. Appreciate you calling tonight. But uh, All right, yeah, I appreciate we, the insight. All right, thank you. Yeah, for real, yeah. They got their own opinions, yep. All right. So all right, take thank a you so CC much break. for that. Yep, we're going to take a, take a quick break. break, and then we're going to hit them and quit them on the other side of the break on the Pajama Party Show. Be right back. Hey, this is Kettle with the Yellow Top. I'm waiting to hear from you tonight. First one, so we're gonna get it right. into it. Um, yeah, we're gonna get them into it. All right, Chicago Teachers Union—they're demanding answers from Mayor Lightfoot. Um, hey, the president gave Chicago two billion dollars in federal relief money, so we're trying to figure out how it's been broke down. So, when President Biden passed right. the American Rescue Plan in March 2021, Chicago received. $1.8 billion in federal COVID relief money. Uh, now the Chicago Teachers Union is demanding to know exactly how that money is being spent after it voted to close schools Tuesday evening to go back to remote classes until the current spike in the um, COVID-19 uh, issue. Uh, the in-person learning that some of us are getting is still not where it needs to be because the district, the mayor, refused to put the resources into schools. She spent $100 million. She got $2 billion. So what is the percentage of the $100 billion to $2 billion? Oh, wow. Um, That's a lot. It is. Um, the mayor's CPS team has repeatedly failed to meet even its own modest promises in testing and contact tracing, refused to stand up a robust student vaccine program, refused to um, document HVAC, uh, safety failed to maintain even three-foot social distancing and failed to improve serious problems with sanitation and cleanliness. Come on, uh, man, what you doing? Yeah, uh, so why did they spend the money on? So it goes on to say the data from the Chicago Public Schools website shows 35,000, uh, over 35,000 tests were completed um, between a certain period of time, but 24,000 were deemed invalid because of delays brought by um, weather and holiday-related shipping issues. Okay. 
Um, also, CPS has, has um, so far funded in, in school testing at all public schools. Uh, 10,000 out of about 340,000 total public school students were tested Monday. Access to free COVID vaccine was $15 million in HEPA air filters and $141 million in improved mechanical system upgrades. It just sounds like a whole lot of bullshit to me. Um, It goes on to say Chicago's two-year Moving Forward Together initiative allocates the following. $631 631 million to address student social emotional needs, 193 million uh, for targeted student support based on individual school needs, 483 million in funding for uh, school academic and emotional support, and uh, what is this? 734 million in operational investments. So, whatever yeah. that means. Right. It don't seem like they're just going where it's supposed to. And I guess it just seems like they're square one with the schools. And um, it's just not enough improvement for the teachers' union. So they calling uh, Mayor Lightfoot out on it. So it is what it is. So we're going to continue to follow that story so to see what's going to happen. She got something to say. Right. <laughs> you know, the mayor. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to hit them and quit them. Uh, over to you, Papa Didi. What you got? All right, this is this is deep, uh, boy. This is uh, sports betting, which is really getting out of hand, in my opinion. But uh, hit it. Uh, New York gives the go-ahead for sports betting via phones. Okay. Wow. All right. New York Gaming Commission has announced Thursday that uh, four now four of the nine sports betting operations in the state can begin offering mobile bets as <laughs> early as Saturday, which is the day they got two NFL uh, final games of the season, okay? A long-awaiting move, uh, state officials have estimated, could bring the state up to $500 million in new tax revenues. Now, I don't know why. Now, this is New York City we're talking about. Now, if you guys just go ahead and legalize marijuana, you'll make triple that, right? But they just want to take every angle they can to make money. Anyway, approval was given to, now check out these, remember these names. Approval was given to, Caesar Sportsbook, which, you know, your boy, the brother that does the Caesar thing. Yeah. Uh, DraftKings, they were out before Caesars were, as far as advertisement. FanDuel, which is all over the damn place. And Rush Street uh, Interactive, I'm not too familiar with them. Which another five betting marketplaces are still working on meeting their uh, statutory and regulator regulations, and they'll be approved as soon as they meet those regulations that they're that they're pending. New York State Gaming Commission announced that the other day. All right? In-person sports betting was allowed in several casinos in the state of New York in 2019 following the 2018 Supreme Court decision that removed the 1990 federal law against sports betting. Okay? So in 1990, it wasn't fine to that. Then all of a sudden, uh, you know, like damn near, what, what is that, 18 years later, they put it All back. About the, money. the massive market of betting is still in the, in, the, in the workplace since. Okay, the in-person gambling in New York casinos have averaged under four million dollars per year in tax revenues, according to the Action Network of sports betting. Mm-hmm. Now this is four million. Now they're up to damn uh, five hundred million. Anyway, former Governor uh, Andrew Cuomo he signed the bill into law in April after uh, some hesitation. 
and the state gaming commission said that the four operating currently approved can accept the bets as early as 9 a.m. on Saturday morning. Now, this was in the works a long time ago, but it wasn't going into effect until after the new year. So anyway, um, all four of the sports books have uh, said that they are ready to bet as soon as, Saturday, as soon as the clock hits 9 o'clock on Saturday morning. That's a goddamn shame. I wonder who's uh, contributing to the uh, 1-800-GAMBLER uh, promos because that's going to go down after yeah. a while. Young people are going to lose their house, their cars, their whole life, you know, they, if they get out of control with it. Anyway, the New York State Commission said that the other five waiting approvals are, now check these out, this is Win Interactives. Those are commercials you see with Ben Affleck and Shaquille oh. O'Neal's in that commercial as well. Mm-hmm. Resorts World. Resorts World. Resorts Hotel was originally owned by Merv Griffin before he died. Mm-hmm. I don't know who owns it now. Valleys, which is uh, yeah, a prominent we, we know Valleys. Mm-hmm. Valleys and Resorts was two big Atlantic City uh, hotels. Me being from Philly, we call that Chicken Bone Beach back in the day. Uh, BET, MGM, your boy advertises that. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Point Bet, okay? So um, as you can see, this betting stuff is some serious business, and it's mostly serious business in the football season because that's the most unpredictable sport you can bet on. Nobody knows. And people love their football team so much they want to lose their damn shirt. Mm. Baseball is <laughs> not even in the runnings. The next thing when football ends, the next thing they're going to go after is the the uh, March Madness, you know. Oh, and then yeah. they'll shoot right into the, the, the playoff series of the NBA. Mm-hmm. Hockey is there, but it's not as serious until the playoffs come along. But like I said, baseball takes too long, and some people deem it too boring. But the NFL, whew, people lose their shirt. You got some Dallas Cowboy fans that are loyal to the end, and it's crazy. Right. But anyway, that's where we stand with this whole betting thing. And uh, I think the number is 1-800-GAMBLER if you mess around and yeah, lose whatever. your damn shirt. So, uh, yeah, get help if you need it. Write that All right. down, gamblers. I got a quick one for you. Taco Bell. If you're into Taco Bell, oh, no. this one's for you. Taco Bell is now selling a subscription service to get daily tacos. Oh, for $10 a month, you can get one taco a day for 30 consecutive days. If that doesn't put you in the ER, I don't know what will. Their national program called Taco Lovers Pass is available to purchase starting yesterday for members of their reward program if you download it on their app. (sighs) They tested it in Tucson, Arizona, and now they're ready to roll it out. You can choose which one you want and get you a taco a day for $10 a month. I highly recommend you don't do this. But we're just letting you know that's what's going on. Moving wow. on. Okay. <laughs> Moving yeah, on. That was a hit it and quit it for sure. Hit it and quit it. Just some serious news. Uh, descendants of, if, if you guys are familiar with the case, it's, it's Plessy versus Ferguson unite after Plessy pardon. So inside the um, Orleans Parish Criminal Courthouse in New Orleans, Louisiana, in 1892, Homer Plessy was charged for sitting in the white-only section of a train car. Plessy pleaded guilty and was ordered to pay a fine. He lived the rest of his life as a convicted criminal. 
Uh, his case became the landmark Supreme Court case, Plessy versus Ferguson, in where seven of eight justices ruled against him and established uh, the presence of separate but equal treatment for black people in the United States. So nearly 130 years later, Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards granted a was it, posthumous pardon to Plessy on Wednesday near the spot where Plessy was arrested. Wow. Finally got some wow. justice. 130 years later. Wow. Unbelievable. That was a, yeah, that was a um, uh, monumental um, case. I mean, come on. Yeah, he got fined. Why, why are you still a criminal? I don't get it. You know, you got fine. Okay, move on. He paid the fine. Okay. Anyway. Um, let's see. Homer Plessy That's is now the us. first person in Louisiana to be pardoned. The presiding judge of the Orleans Parish Criminal Court told TBS that she plans to dedicate her courtroom section A to Homer Plessy and call it to and call it the Homer Plessy courtroom. Oh, isn't that brand of her special? Okay. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Isn't that lovely? All right. Yeah. Moving on. All right. Over to you, Papa Didi. All right. This is about uh, your boy. Uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, the Joker. The Joker. Novak. Novak Djokovic faced a deportation from uh, Australia. Mm-hmm. It's called the uh, the Australia Open. Uh, Novak Djokovic is fighting against a deportation from Australia after his visa was revoked at the Melbourne airport. Okay, now, this tennis star who was seeking his 10th Australian Open victory and the men's record 21 Grand Slam title. Wow. Okay, now, that would be a big thing for him. Was blocked, was has been blocked entry into the country by the Australian Border Force Okay, after he failed to provide appropriate evidence to meet the entry requirements of Australia. Mm. Now, Australia is strict as hell with their rules over there when it comes to stuff. You know, yeah. like you said, they like our last that. caller said, when it comes to being vaccinated or not, it's a choice or whatever. But some people are cracking down on it for real, for real. And they're trying to stand by it, trying to make a difference, see if they can get things back to somewhat normal. You know, if you eat less food, you lose weight. I guess that's how they feel. You know, but anyway, um, he failed to provide appropriate appropriate uh, evidence to meet the entry requirements to Australia, and the visa has been uh, uh, substantially uh, canceled. So the ABF added that non-citizens who do not hold a visa, a valid visa on entry, or who have had their visas canceled, will be detained and removed from Australia. That's their rule. They said to him, they said, we don't give a damn whether you're a tennis player or a ping pong player. Yeah. Okay, you're going to follow the rules. Now, the decision was sparked uproar from Serbia and um, his parents and fans of his that, you know, typical people that like him, they want, you know, uh, they want they want him to, to be, you know, get in the game. I mean, I could but understand in that. Any in any event, rule, in Australia, that's their rule. That's their rule. So different people are speaking up. Some people are against it. Some people for it. Such is the politics of it. Australia Home Affairs Minister was dismissed by uh, by suggesting that uh, 
that uh, Novak, what's the name? Uh, I can't pronounce Djokovic. it. Djokovic. Djokovic is uh, being held captive in the airport, declaring that the world number one should be free to leave the country whenever he, whenever he chooses, and we should give him a break because he's in a champion. So people have even put down the uh, the minister of the whole situation in Australia. So it's getting pretty heavy. Yeah, so. but they said he can leave anytime he wants. Yeah. But they said yeah. what you're not going to do is come in anytime you want unless you can prove vaccination. That's their rule. So right now it's a pending situation. It's in court, and they'll see what goes on from there. Okay. All right, uh, I got the last one, uh, Ghislaine, I guess I'm pronouncing her name right, Ghislaine Maxwell. That's the lady who was uh, basically helping uh, Epstein pimp those under underage girls to uh, Epstein, that yeah. whole thing. Well, now one of the jurors that was on that case, on, the, uh, on her case, uh, who uh, has now retained a lawyer, because now he has revealed, this was a male juror, he has revealed that he had been sexually abused as a child. And the issue with that is that when you become a juror, you had to fill out this questionnaire and sign it and affirm that you are not being deceptive. And that was one of the questions, have you ever been sexually abused or whatever? And he said no on the questionnaire. Now he's coming out saying Actually, yeah, I was. So he's basically saying that he didn't recall it at that time and all this kind of stuff. So her attorneys are now looking at trying to get a new trial, saying that this juror should not have been on the jury panel and that, you know, his past exposure to, uh, you know, sexual abuse could have tainted his vote. His bias. Except, yeah, exactly that that could have created a bias. So I guess he figured, you know what, before this gets ugly, let me get a lawyer. So he has a lawyer because apparently that's, I don't know if it's the same as perjury, but there's an issue where if you sign that thing and do the questionnaire and then they find out that you falsified information, uh, there could be some legal issues going on with that. And he might actually, you know, face some legal problems. So that's what's going on with that. So she might end up with a new trial over that. I don't know. Here, here we go with loopholes. That's how exactly. I Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm pulling for her, you know. Yeah, it's a loophole I ain't pulling for. She needs to go to Anyway, mm-hmm. it's time for the cocktail of the week. What you got for us tonight, Kev? Yeah, we need one. <laughs> yes. All right. Go for it. This one should warm you up. It's called the Thyme Blood Orange Bourbon Cocktail. And it looks very delicious. Um, This fresh squeezed thyme blood orange bourbon cocktail is a perfect way to use up those delicious blood oranges. All right, that you guys had during the holiday. So, uh, a half a cup of um, fresh squeezed blood orange juice. A half a cup of bourbon. Um, put more in if you like. Um, four tablespoons thyme, Truvia, uh, simple syrup, um, seltzer water, and uh, a few dashes of orange bitters. So in a large mixing, I'm sorry, in a large measuring cup, mix together fresh blood orange juice, bourbon, and simple syrup. 
Also, we're going to add ice to two short cocktail glasses. Fill each glass halfway with um, the juice bourbon mixture. Top with seltzer and a dash of bitters. And just enjoy it. So, that and is And what called is this called again? The Time Blood Orange Bourbon Cocktail. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. That sounds good. All right. Time Blood Orange Bourbon. Got it. Cocktail. All right. That's it. Mm-hmm. Well, you'll be able to find this cocktail and plenty of others on the A Pajama Party website. Just click on the Cocktail of the Week icon and you can find all kind of good stuff there. So check it out. And thank you, Kettle, for that. And Papa Didi, we're going to go over to you for what's popping. Mm. Uh, I'll tell you, what's popping basically is the. Uh... Just uh, reiterate what the call was saying earlier about the, the politics of all this. It's getting, you know, everybody's in so many different directions anymore that, um, man, nobody knows what to do, where to go. You know, Florida's got their thing going on, and <clears throat> everybody thinks that they're doing and saying the right thing based on what they believe in. And uh, it's getting ugly. I mean, it, it's come to a point where, you know, and then the CDC is going through a situation with they got going on mm-hmm. as far as they, they people believe that they keep changing up their mind what, what we should do, what we shouldn't do and all. It's almost getting to the point just like the dinosaurs, the dinosaur the time frame where nobody knows how the dinosaurs got taken out of here, you know. So what was it? Was it a volcano? Was it an earthquake? Was it a, you know, what was it? Everybody got their belief on how did the dinosaurs go away, and and this 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 disease could end up taking taking everybody out. You never know. I mean, something could come in strong, and we could be playing around with the, the okie doke stuff and all the who we think is intelligent or who we think is not intelligent. It's just it's no winners. You know, what side do we get on? Or are we really supposed to be on the side? You know, we're just we're caught in the middle of the madness today and it's uh it's so sad where everybody stands their ground because most people stand their ground because it's all they know mm-hmm. i think the people that stand their ground on the side of ignorance are really ignorant people that don't know no better and they're just standing in that particular zone because that's all they can understand is the middle words of you know like marjorie green how does she become a congressperson I don't understand. Who the hell was sleeping at the wheel? Nobody understands. Who was sleeping at the wheel? Hell, I might as well go put in for Congress. What the hell? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. How do you do that? And then the other boy, what's his name? The one from Florida? Matt Gates. Matt Gates. You ain't heard from him. Because ever since that situation with them little young girls, he knew his little pants was down chasing them little young chickadees. So he ain't making no noise. I ain't heard him in nothing. I haven't even heard him yawn. You know what? Uh, oh, he was talking stupid yesterday. Yeah, well, I'm just saying. He ain't been talking like he used to talk. Mm-mm. You know, and he ain't been near Marjorie Green because he knows that she's in the echo chamber. He don't want to be a part of that. So, anyway, we'll leave all that alone because uh, it's just at the point now where we don't know what to do, where to turn, who to listen to, who to not listen to. You know, what's going on with the midterm elections coming up? What's going to go on in 2024? God help this country. You right about that. Right, Pastor Dean. <coughs> A lot to think about. Yeah. 
That was heavy. Heavy. So we got to lighten it up. Lighten it up, Kel. All right. Let's lighten now it ready? up. We gonna hit. Yeah, let's do it. Let's hit the weird okay. news and lighten it up, as Kel always says. All right, <laughs> Kel, what you got for us on the weird news tonight? Okay. Um, a 225.3-pound ball of human air breaks the Guinness Book of World Records. Why is that? Oh, Lord. The ball of human hair started by an Ohio salon before being turned over to Ripley's Believe It or Not, broke a Guinness uh, Book World Record, grew to what I just said, 225 pounds. Um, Steve Warden, owner of the um, Blocker Salon in Cambridge, said his son inspired him to start the hairball using clippers, clippings from his uh, customers. And the ball grew until it was large enough to be featured in, you know, the Ripley, believe it or not. The story of Haas wasn't over, however, as Ripley uh, took the ball to Orlando Comic Con and asked attendees to donate their own hair clippings to help the ball grow to break this uh, Guinness world record. Yeah. was officially weighed, oh, that's the name of the hair, I guess, hairball, was uh, officially weighed in December and certified the pound, I told you, 225 pounds, breaking the record of 167 pounds <laughs> set by a Missouri Barber in uh, 2014. Um, it actually has changed my life, Warden said. <laughs> I did it because of the love of my children and my future grandchildren. And just to show that, um, you know, if you have a crazy idea, don't worry about what people are thinking. Just do it. Okay. Using Nike's, That's what's uh, wrong with the world. That's exactly what's it. wrong with the world. <laughs> people ain't got shit else to do. Well, but anybody, but that's all, folks. <laughs> okay. Can I just say that's really nasty? Uh, yeah, I why, agree. Why would you be collecting... <laughs> I mean, if you work in a, a barber, a barber shop or a hair salon, why are you oh, collecting God. the clippings and stuff from the hair? That's just so nasty. Anyway, yeah. okay, all right. I've got one about cowboys. This was out okay. of Idaho. The Idaho State Police said a group of cowboys on horseback assisted state troopers that were attempting to round up cow. Cows on the run, on the highway. Mm-hmm. Cows running wild on the highway in Idaho. The group of cowboys on horseback had to come and help them out. The state police said that the troopers responded to a call about the cattle blocking traffic on Interstate 84 in Caldwell, Idaho. And when they arrived, they found two cows in the roadway and a third cow had jumped the fence and had gotten out of the traffic. I guess that cow said, you're not going to take me out with a truck. So that cow got out of the way. And with the help from the cow's owner, the troopers used their best wrangling skills and at one point positioned their patrol cars to try to direct the cows back to the owner's trailer. It was a great idea, but it didn't work. It was the cowboys that figured this thing out and got those cows off the highway. So some of the friends of the cow's owner showed up on horseback, and the cowboys were able to wrangle the cattle 
into the trailer. So they said many thanks to the officers with the Caldwell Police and the deputies with the Canyon County Sheriff's Office for also using their best wrangling skills to give this story a happy ending, according to their social media posts. I would love to have seen these cowboys on horseback trying to get the cows off the highway. <laughs> All right, that was my weird news. Uh, uh. Uh, over to Papa Didi. All right, well, one question. Is Idaho or Utaho? Who's the hoe here? You I said, ain't the hoe. You said Idaho. <laughs> anyway. I ain't the hoe. You ain't the hoe. No. Utah. What's your weird news? All right, this 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 is deep here. Uh, uh, a family uh, accidentally donated a cat to a thrift store. What? The cat was reunited with a Colorado family after being accidentally do- donated to a thrift shop along with an old recliner. Now, that just shows you the state <laughs> of these people's living room, okay? All right? Anytime you got a recliner that's so old and so dusty mm. that the cat then dug a hole in that monkey. And when they don- donated it, the cat went with it because the cat was more lovable to the seat than he was to the damn house. Anyway, that's crazy. Denver Animal Protection said that uh, a personal response to the uh, Ark Thrift Store in Denver, when uh, employees discovered that there was a cat hiding inside the recliner that had been donated earlier in the day. Okay, so. Denver Animal Control was able to abstract the feline from the chair, but employees found a, a, the animal's a microchip was out of date. They didn't give a damn about the cat enough to change the damn microchip. Wait, they had to extract the cat out of the chair? Was he trapped? No, he, that was where he lived. He had dug his hole in his own. That was his chair. Oh. Luckily, the family had donated the chair, that had donated the chair, discovered the cat was missing. I guess it was feeding time. So anytime they probably see that monkey is when it's time to feed his ass. <laughs> anyway, uh, we went back to the store, and the feline was, uh, was, they said that the cat was stowed away in the seat, but they sent it over to Animal Control. So they had to go to Animal Control to pick it up. And I think about that, I'm thinking about, damn, well, how old is the chair, the house, the people, the this cat, cat <laughs> yeah, the cat, the, the, the mic, now a microchip is something goes underneath the skin. They didn't say they got the information off the tag on his neck. Microchip, you got to cut the motherfucker and take the chip out, and the shit was out of date. So, damn, when was it put in? And does that thing got to be changed every now and then? I have no clue. That's a lot of questions. Yeah, it is. I think we need to put all of them on the tested list. Yeah. Because that was craziness. God bless. Okay, on that note, we're going to take a quick break. Hey, that's why it's the weird news. What can we say? All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we're coming back with me. And I'm just saying, I'm going to talk about somebody's lying. I'll tell you who on the other side of the break. What's your opinion? We want to know on the late-night adult pajama party. Call us now on 914-803-4306 and tell us if you agree or disagree or if you don't care one way or the other. If you've been waiting all week to tell somebody what's on your mind, now is your chance. Dial 914-803-4306 and press 1 to speak with the Pajama Party live on the air. 
To listen to the show online, go to www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen banner on the top right. If you'd like to advertise your business with us, get in touch on www.apajamaparty.com. So call us now on 914-803-4306 and press 1. We will get to you as quick as we can. Now, back to the Pajama Party Live. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pajama Party Show. This is Red White. What's happening? I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Papa Didi in the break room. You know what he's up to. It's time for, I'm just saying, tonight I'm going to talk about uh, people lying, one particular person who I'll tell you in a few minutes who it is. But, uh, yeah, so this is, I'm just saying, Papa Didi didn't do my intro tonight, so I'm going to have to do it myself. Kettle, make sure you dock his check. Okay. All right. I'm just saying, somebody's lying. So, it turns out that Florida, I think somebody mentioned Florida earlier tonight, turns out that Florida just allowed almost a million COVID-19 tests to expire. Now, imagine that. People have been out here begging for tests, standing in lines all over the country. And Florida had like a million COVID-19 test stockpile somewhere in a warehouse that expired at the end of December. Why? <laughs> you know, uh, the they, when I say they, I mean Governor DeSantis. That's the person. Now, the Governor DeSantis is claiming that there wasn't enough demand for COVID tests. Really, Governor? I'm just saying somebody's lying. Now, DeSantis also claimed that the stockpile was intended for long-term care facilities, but that those facilities didn't have the people who had the medical expertise to be able to administer them properly, so they never made it there. So my question is then, why didn't you allow those COVID tests to go to somewhere else instead of sitting there in a warehouse expiring? I'm just saying, somebody's lying. Now, the governor also claims, and I mean Governor DeSantis, I believe his first name is Rick. Governor Rick DeSantis claims that Florida's COVID numbers last summer and fall were very low. So he says because of that, the demand for the test was low. But the uh, the numbers don't add up, bruh. When you look at the the numbers that Florida released for last August, they reported 21,600-plus COVID cases. And Florida currently has the second highest infection rate. Now, Florida all by itself has racked up four and a half million COVID cases since the pandemic began. So how is he claiming that the request or the need for COVID testing is low? I'm just saying somebody is lying Now, people in Florida are saying that they can't find tests anywhere and that the testing sites are all booked up, that it's making it hard for them to get testing anywhere in the state. Appointments are being booked two weeks or more in advance, if you can get one, 
and that the lines for the test are um, like four hours long. People in line four hours trying to get tested, hoping that the tests don't run out before they get up there. And those are the tests, the, what they call the PCR tests, which can take up to three days to even get the results. So if all of this is true, what is the saying is talking about? It's saying that the request for testing is low. Something doesn't add up. I'm just saying, somebody's lying. Now, currently, Florida has no state-run testing facilities. Now, just about every state has their own testing facilities that are run by the state, and then you have those run by places like Walgreens, CVS, clinics, things of this nature. But Florida doesn't have any state-run testing sites. You know why? Because DeSantis shut them down, like, sometime last fall or so. He shut all of them down. Because, again, he said, oh, the request was low. We didn't need all that. He didn't want to spend money on that. Only the private-run facilities are open. What's that about? In my opinion, Governor DeSantis has been bad for Florida in so many ways, and this is just another example of just how badly, how how horrible he has managed the state of Florida. I mean, you're the governor. Do better. This is red wine, and I'm just saying, Florida, somebody's lying, and we know who it is. Welcome to the Kiss It List, Governor Rick DeSantis. That's deep. He's a lying mofo. Well, you know, I tell you what, the sad part about that is that uh, when you're in a state like that where Trump Trump has his claws in that state, okay, and, and like I just want to say this here, when you're in a state that is so boggled down by the bureaucrat you're trying to support, you got, man, next to Florida, you got what? On, on both sides, you got, you got Alabama. You got Mississippi, Georgia, Georgia on one side. You got four. You could have gave that stuff to somebody else. Anybody else. You could have put on a truck and shipped it down to Philadelphia, or somewhere. I you mean, go just to sit let, let it expire. Could have let you know. Hey, if we don't need it, give it to somebody. You know how hard it is to find a, a test in the DMV area. A million tests <sighs> expired. Anyway, they got access to stuff, but don't use it. They got a direct link to stuff, but don't use it. But this is the same state where the governor told people, you don't need a mask. Do what you want to oh, do. They, oh, I'm not mandating anything. Mm-hmm. I don't Y'all do what to, you want to do. I don't even want to go to Florida no Anyway, more. it's up to you now, Papa Didi, living for the get, city. What's you know, In Florida, I used to get the best butt neck and ass massages. I don't even want to go to Florida no more. Okay. But anyway, for the city. I'm just saying, it's, it's a mess anymore. I don't want to go to Florida. I only want to. I don't want to see Mickey. I don't want to see Minnie. I don't want to see what's his None name, Goofy. Goofy. Goofy Pluto. Pluto. I don't want to ride around the. Uh, what's that? It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, yeah. No. What's that little thing you ride around the slow ass boat? That's the teacup. It's a small right? world. No. Yeah, it's a small world. That's small it. world. We ride around a little slow ass boat. I don't want none of that. Florida is just a complete mess, fiasco. I mean, the world is a mess anyway, right now, anyway, and on all angles. You know, it's just, all you can do is just, uh, you know, and, 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 and really find out who your real friends are, too, today. 
I'm finding my New Year's resolution. That's what I'm having a problem with is who really is my damn friends and what is their motivation? What is my motivation to them to be my friend? What am I doing to keep their friendship and what are they doing to keep mine? People you ain't heard from, ain't talked to, what's the point? What what you know, they you hear from them when they need something or whatever or you know, it should be a two way street. People should try to support one another. If you're not hearing from people and people ain't hearing from you, then that friendship right and ran its course and you should just step off of it. But don't be trying to call people to talk and shoot the breeze with them and they ain't paying you no rabbit ass mind. Or people you may have helped out exclusively in your life. Or people whose life is sustaining because of you. And there's a few people out there, I'm sure, everybody knows people that you've done so much shit for that they should be calling you and saying hi every fucking day, every minute of the day. But you don't even hear from their ass. Like, damn, I made that motherfucker who they are. You don't even hear from them. It's sad. It's really sad. People will take advantage of your kindness as long as they need something. But when they get on their feet, boom, they're off to whatever. Anyway, I just want to say that. That's one of my New Year's resolutions is to figure out in this world who the hell do I really give a shit about. Anyway, and that's including the family. Okay. Ba-doom. Okay. Drop the mic on that. Right. Okay. Hey, drop the mic. All right, I got you. <laughs> Ooh. All right, we're going to take a little CC and we're going to keep rolling. Let's see on this. Oh, yeah, we can take a break, and then we're coming back to Kettle and the Hollywood Wrap-Up because there's so much going on. Oh, my goodness. It's been a busy week, I tell you. But, all right, let's take a quick break, and then we'll be back with the Hollywood Wrap-Up and Kettle. You're in the right place at the right time. It's the Pajama Party, www.apajamaparty.com, produced by D.C. Homegrown Entertainment. Don't just sit there yelling at the air. You've got an opinion? We want to hear it, too. Dial 914-803-4306. That's 914-803-4306. Don't let us have all the fun by ourselves. We've got room for you at the pajama party. And remember, it's PJs only. No clothes allowed. Operators are standing by. Well, they're lounging on pillows, but they're waiting for your calls. So call us now. 914-803-4306. Now back to the crew and more of the pajama party. Oh, you want to throw pillows? All right, welcome back to the pajama party. I'm one hill Papa DDM here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, it's time for Kettle and the Hollywood Wrap-Up. Woo, go for it, Papa Didi. He's going to get Kettle's intro. Oh, my. I'm clearing my. Oh, we got a, we got a new one? <laughs> Wait a minute. I don't know. <laughs> don't make me cough. Don't make me sing. Uh-uh. Hollywood. Hollywood. All right. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, unfortunately, uh, we just heard some bad news today. Um, Tyler Perry, Viola Davis, Barack Obama, and uh, others pay tribute to the legendary Sidney Poitier. He passed yesterday. Uh, he was 94 years old. 
Um, celebrities are mourning. I forgot his his name is Sir Sidney Poitier. Um, the beloved Hollywood actor who was the first black man to win a Best Oscar. Um, like I said, he died at the age of 94. He, he lived a pretty good life. Um, many stars have paid tribute to Sidney over the years, typically crediting him for paving the way for black actors to thrive in the entertainment industry. Uh, Denzel's one, uh, who has always admired Sidney's outstanding achievements. Um, he presented him with the um, uh, honorary award at the 2002 uh, Oscars, um, saying before Sidney, African-American actress had to take supporting roles in, in major studio films. Um, also, uh, Jeffrey Wright um, was among the bunch of celebrities who gave Sidney his proper flowers on Friday, calling him a beautiful, gracious, warm, genuinely regal man. Uh, Viola Davis also noted uh, the dignity, normalcy, strength, elegance, and sheer electricity Sidney brought to the big screen. Um, I mean, tributes were coming in from all over. Of course, my girl, you know, she she had to say her two cents, Oprah. Um, so uh, they were talking to her on Entertainment Tonight um, uh, tonight, and uh, she was, you know, had a little teary-eyed a little bit, but um, she got through it. Um, he really inspired her as a little girl, she said, um, when she saw him walking across that stage with that Oscar. So um, he is truly going to be missed, um, for sure. Um, my favorite was Yes, Who's Coming to Dinner. That was one of my favorite movies with Sidney Poitier. Yeah, that was uh, that was and, one of my favorites, too. Yeah, and also um, the one he played, Mr. Tibbs, when he smacked the white guy. <laughs> um, yeah. He smacked him back. Boy, I was like, okay. But I noticed he, 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 he did a lot of controversy uh, type roles, um, you know, talking about race. Um, if you go back and look at Lilies of the Field, guess who's coming to dinner, uh, Mr. Tibb. Um, you know, seemed like he was the only black person there. And it was a lot of racial barriers he broke, um, you know, being on those films. Um, right. He also um, created a production company with um, some other other white actors. I didn't know that. Um, then he started directing as well. Um, and this was back in the 60s and 70s. I was like, wow, he truly was a trailblazer in his own time. Yeah, so he will truly be yeah, I didn't realize. So, I didn't realize that he directed, uh, oh, I can't think yeah. of the name of it, the movie with Richard Pryor and... Um, Stir Crazy. Stir Crazy, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. But as a Gene Wilder, uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. I mean, hey, black and white. It just seemed like he just, he just, I don't know, just maybe use that as a platform, you know, him acting and him, um, you know, directing certain films. That capacity. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, did you mention which way is up and um, uptown Saturday night? Oh, for sure. Those are classics right there. You're right. Yeah, Those Cosby. are some of the good stuff. Yeah. Bill Cosby. And yeah, he, with Bill Cosby. Yeah, yeah. I guess he was kind of torn torn to pieces when, you know, Bill Cosby went to jail and things, 
you know, transpired with that. He didn't talk publicly about it, but I, I think he was pretty torn up about it, I think. Yeah. You know, I, th- I think I think they knew each other and they were pretty close, so yeah. Yeah, I'm but, sure uh, he, yeah, he would truly be missed. So Yeah, All absolutely. Right. All right. In other news, uh Hollywood news, um, fifty cent, he he's back on the radar. Says he has reinvented himself as one of the most powerful figures in television. Okay. Um, he he put on Instagram. He said, "They can't f with me. I'm number one, two, and three. Boom. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> me. Uh, from Queens, New well, York, Mayor right. wrote in a caption of a post of Instagram saying the list of the highest rated cable scripted shows. Um, like I said, he he created power back in 2014, and he hasn't really looked back." He has Power 3, Power 2, so those are 1, 2, and 3. Those are the top ones. I was like, wow, I ain't mad at you, 50. And he has um, a documentary coming out, Snoop Dogg's Real Life Murder Case. I said, okay. It's already been greenlit, so he's rocking and rolling with that. So I ain't mad at you. He's like, y'all can't touch me. Okay, now. Also, um, Quest Love, uh, five-time Grammy winner Quest Love is moving along what could be a nearly unprecedented route to Oscar glory um, for his best documentary feature for Summer of Soul. I haven't seen it, but it's been some buzz about about it. And Summer of a Soul okay, were, in, uh, <clears throat> were to win at both the Grammys and the Oscars. Uh, you say I'll join the only two other films that have won the Grammy for Best Music Film and the Oscar for Best Documentary. Um, that was back in um, 2015 and 2016. Amy Amy Winehouse's Life uh, that won an award. Um, doesn't surprise me. <laughs> the documentary was probably off the chain. And 20 Feet from Stardom that was another documentary that won in that same category. Yeah. Um, also, unfortunately, these late night hosts, um, late night host um, James Corden, he announced on Thursday that he has tested positive for COVID nineteen. They've been fully vaccinated, boosted, and everything. Um, then on Tuesday, Seth Meyers, host of uh, the Late Night with Seth Meyers, revealed his COVID diagnosis and was canceling his shows for the rest of the week. And also mm. Jimmy Fallon revealed his week that he had recovered. He's recovering from COVID nineteen. Gee, the all the late night that's, hosts. What's up with that? I don't know. But in December, they did Saturday Night Live said they did cancel plans for a live studio audience due to surge of the um, COVID cases in New York. So they took action as well. So interesting. So um, also talk about the COVID cases, um, Dr. Dre. He could lose millions if a Super Bowl halftime show was canceled due to COVID. The Super Bowl halftime show was one of the biggest performances opportunities an artist can get. And Dr. Dre will be the next artist to take the stage for the football's biggest game in February 2022. But with the surge of this COVID and this uh, Omicron variant, the fate of the um, Super Bowl may be jeopardized. So um, they said Los Angeles has already taken... Extra precautions ahead of big events planned in early 2022. 
um, the record uh, also the academy uh, recording academy postponed the 2020 postponed the Grammy Awards due to the um, um, Omicron variant as well. So, oh. so a lot of people canceling things. And COVID is shutting down stuff. Yeah, what they say just don't just don't bring COVID to, uh, with you or to your house or whatever they say <laughs> that commercial they talk yeah. about COVID. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my Hollywood wrap up for the night. All right, that was some good information. <laughs> well, we're down to the kiss it list. Uh, let's see, where is Papa Didi? Come here. Okay, well, can you come and tell the folks about what what is the world-famous Kiss It list? How does that work and everything? So we can announce all the uh, people on this week's list. Go right ahead. Yeah, the Kiss It list is people that showed their butt for the last week and a half or a month or maybe the last year. Donald Trump's a permanent fixture. Uh, Roger Goodell's a permanent fixture. Um, and tonight I want to... The, the people of that uh, had that cat in the in the yeah. uh, in the recliner, that trailer park trash. <laughs> uh, you know, you don't even know your cat, and they, you know, send it to the thrift shop. <laughs> anyway. And Governor Rick DeSantis, oh, Rick Governor DeSantis. of Florida. One million is I can't. I'm telling you, in the DMV area, I can't even find a test. I got to call. What is it? Quest Diagnostics and get an appointment yeah. four weeks in Call advance, last. and they let a million doses expire. Damn. Anyway, yeah. What else um, Trump, you. I think he, if you mentioned Trump, I'm gonna say it again. Trump for continuing to spread that lie about how he wants to say he won the 2020 election. It's a lie. You lost. Get over it. To those Republicans who keep spreading that lie, all of you, like Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, Joe, what's that man's name? Mo, Mo Brooks, uh, Matt Gates, and any of the other ones that keep saying that. Uh, the Pillow Man, I can't think of his name right now, with that fake toupee. Oh, yeah, you great. are on the kiss it list. All of you people that keep telling that lie, you're on the kiss it list. And the people that spread lies... The pillow guy, yeah. And people who keep spreading lies about COVID when you know what you're saying is a lie, you're on the kissing list. Uh, anybody else, Kim? I can't think of nobody. <laughs> uh, oh, I had one more. The person who collected that big hairball to get on the Guinness <laughs> Book of World Records. <laughs> You are on the kiss it list and you're nasty for collecting all those people's hair. <laughs> there are, that's DNA, you know, hair follicles on that. That's a lot of DNA. And what, what do you, you're nasty. You're just nasty. I'm, I'm curious, how do they store it? <laughs> They're just nasty. It's mm, mm, <laughs> disgusting mm, and nasty. Mm, um. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Oh, I did have one more person. I don't remember his name, but it was one of the people who's been arrested for storming the Capitol a year ago. He is on house arrest, and he was trying to petition a judge to allow him to go visit his girlfriend's family in Jamaica 
because he was saying Mm -hmm. he's trying to take his relationship to the next level, and he wanted to go to Jamaica. And the judge said, you're going to stay up there in cold Michigan where you are. I'm not too concerned about your relationship. You should have thought of that before you stormed the Capitol a year ago. Stay your Mm -hmm. butt right Mm -hmm. there in Michigan. Mm, like, mm, dude, mm. you're on house arrest. <laughs> you trying to go to Jamaica. Sam, oh. please. That dude is on the go. kiss it list twice. Uh, all right, if that's everybody, we have a special award for everybody on the kiss it list. And here kiss it is. Kiss my entire ass. My ass. You can All right, welcome back to the John Party. I'm Wendy Hill's Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Oh, it's time for the last word. Oh, I'm getting ready to kiss the list all over again. All right, last word. Uh, What's your last word, Papa Diddy? My last word is that, uh, you know, get vaccinated. I mean, what the hell? I mean, might as well get something put in your arm just for the faith of it, you know? People read the Bible for faith. We don't know what happens after we die, but what the hell? See if you become saved and become a Christian or whatever. You okay. might get to the pearly gates, so uh, get your little shots and get to the pearly gates. That's what faith is. That's what faith is. All right. Uh, my last word is stop lying. Ooh. For people mm. who are still out here perpetrating a fraud, Lying to people. Stop lying. Just be honest. If you don't know, say, I really don't know. But I can look into it and find out. Or if you don't want to know, just say, I don't know and I don't want to know because I don't care. But just be honest. People like Rick DeSantis, the governor of Florida, you are a bold-faced liar. And people's lives are at risk. Nobody can afford liars like you. You know, sometimes lies can put people's life in jeopardy. So I'm just saying, in general, stop lying. Be honest. Mm-mm. All right. That's my last Mm-mm. word. <laughs> Where's okay. your last word, Kevin? Uh, I want to say kudos to the person that won the 600 and something million dollars Powerball, Wisconsin, and, and Cali. Ah, God bless you, and I hope you do right by the money. That's all I say. Just do right by the money. Uh, all right. Well, there you have it. That wraps up our first show of the year, 2022. That's how we do. 
Hope you all enjoyed the show. A uh, special shout-out to our listeners and our callers. We want to thank everybody from coast to coast that hangs out with us on Friday night. We sure do appreciate you. And uh, you can check us out online at apajamaparty.com. Don't forget the A. And uh, you can hear this episode and previous episodes uh, if you missed us prior weeks. And definitely make sure you check out the Cocktail of the Week. We have a whole library of cocktails on the Cocktail of the Week. So if uh, you're looking for something you want to try, be a home bartender and do a little something different, check out the Cocktail of the Week. Um, I think that's it. Any further announcements? If all minds are clear, we're going to say goodnight. (laughs) And uh, like the new mayor of New York, we're going to (laughs) bounce. Uh, say goodnight, Papa Didi. Good night, good night, good night. Say goodnight, Carol. Good night. And good night. Bonsoir. Arrivederci. Adios. Ciao. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Dabiko. Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show and good night. Put some party cool.